This is exactly the problem. You say one thing and then you say the opposite. You both think there's only one side to the story. No, no, there's two. No, there's three. There's your side and your side. And then there is the truth. And the truth is, you guys are more alike than you want to admit. And maybe you recognize parts of yourselves in each other, and maybe you don't always like what you see. I guess it's possible. Some small part of all of this is my fault. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Point Mills. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do, which isn't actually all about defense. In fact, I'm pretty sure I was about to kill Crease before my daughter showed up. And my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I <gasps> literally tossed a helpless man into a pit of cobras for the greater good. The greater good. Very good. And we're here. We're at the end of season three. It's a time of despair, but it is also a time of joy. Uh, we're talking about the final episode. Sorry, I was totally on the wrong page here. We're talking about December 19th. Is this correct? Yes. Yes. Um, which is the date, I assume. Sorry, sorry to go off the rails immediately, but is this a significant date in some way that I'm yes. missing? Or is it just... It actually yeah, is. Well, I, I also do assume it may. it's probably the date... Uh, in the episode, but it is the date of the All Valley Karate Championship from the Karate of Kid. Of course. Yep. Very good. Thank you. And mm -hmm. it's directed by Josh Shields, a story by the Big Three, and Bob Dearden, uh, who also wrote the the old teleplay there. Uh, good for him. He's also written the uh, fifth episode of this season, Miyagi-Do. Um, so I guess he get, got to write both of the things with the special technique that we'll get into yeah. later, where oh, he paralyzed people's arms. Um, yeah, we're here. We're at the final episode of the season. And for the first time since our quick take, we can talk about it with spoilers. I know you probably, the listener of this, have probably already seen it. Like, you probably, if you're listening to this, my guess is, huge Cobra Kai fan and found a podcast to listen to, You so you've probably already seen it. I don't think yeah. lots of people are going episode to episode because they release them the way they do. Um, but we are now, we have free reigns. We can talk about the whole season, Jim. And uh, I, I don't want to throw any big questions at you too early because I think we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. But yeah, anything you want to open with? Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't want to get too in the weeds yet. Maybe because maybe we'll just break down the episode and then get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I will say like like I was talking about last episode. I'm so happy that it didn't turn into this whole like you talking to Ellie, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm talking to Ellie, bro. Well, Ellie, you know what I mean? Like kind of where they end at or where they set these expectations. Um, so I do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we do basically, at, towards the end of this, we have the, the joining of the two JoJo's, something we've wanted to see pretty much forever. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't want to get in the weeds either. Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about the episode. So starting out, we're in a crease flashback. Um, it's been a little bit, but as you'll recall, they were imprisoned, um, Crease and his crew, um, and they're sort of forced to fight over a pit of snakes. We don't know it's a pit of snakes yet, but later on that will be revealed. Um, and I guess Kreese is still kind of trying to keep morale up, but his his commanding officer says it's all bullshit, every man for himself. Um, and, you know, whoever wins the fight gets to survive, basically. That's where they're at, flashback-wise. 
Yeah, yeah, we're 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 building towards some things here. Yeah, they're like, oh, how how deep's the pit? And it's like, oh, it ain't about that. That's not even the worst part. And you know, of course, there's cobras in there. Who are we it's fucking kidding? snakes in there, bro? Who are we kidding? Yeah. I'm just saying, they're straight up cobras, bro. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Let's get let's get to the most important line of the episode. Don't skimp on that sauce, Jim. Yes. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's my love and hate because I love that. I love. Don't skimp yeah. on the sauce. But then I don't like like a mere minute later when Johnny's like, "Hey, I'm wearing whitey. <laughs> what are you gonna spill the sauce on me?" <laughs> I don't know why I don't. I mean, I love all the sauce references to Sam getting covered in ice cream or whatever it was, which was clearly a reference to the sauce. And then just the chef here being like, "You know, hey, this is how we do it here. We're always putting the most sauce on there." But for some reason, I draw the line at, "What are you doing, buddy? I'm wearing white. Can you imagine if I got sauce all over me?" <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened, though? Uh, I get where you're coming from. I do legitimately think it's in there. Well, it's in there as a goof, but it's also to, like, show we weren't building to anything with that earlier line, you know? Because if, if they don't bring back the sauce, uh, it would maybe just be weird. I don't know. I, I don't want to defend it. I didn't mind it one way or the other. Yeah, I don't think it would be weird because it's just for us. It's for the it's for the go-hards. It's for the, the, yeah. the real ones, the people that were there. Uh, in Reseda back in 1984, <laughs> like us, <Yeah. laughs> people that were the, here at the, or the country club, I should say, in 1984. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we also, this, there's a small time, like, like we're, we, we've jumped back a little bit in time here from where the yeah. last episode ended because we're seeing Daniel arrive and then uh, running into uh, Allie as we kind of catch up where Johnny walks in and sees sees this shit going down. Can you believe it? I loved you, Allie. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, Daniel is like, can you believe it? The kid from Reseda, a member of this club <laughs> now. Yeah. When he starts the episode, him and Amanda coming in, talking about how much they hate everyone who's there. Like, they're so typical rich people, hating other rich people, hoarding the wealth, selling their cars. I'm saying eat the rich. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this is great. What do you think of them bumping into each other before Johnny? I mean, I guess nothing really happens because as you say, they just kind of hug and then yeah. they get the sauce joke. The sauce joke also just draws the attention to Johnny as he's stumbling in there. Um, yeah. It's waved over. And I guess I do love Ali realizing how, oh, I guess you two have met because they just start <laughs> insulting each other, which you probably wouldn't do if you hadn't seen someone in like, they're yeah. so familiar. They're like an old yeah. married couple. So she's like, ah. I see this is happening. <laughs> and, and you know what? Real last thing on the sauce joke is I think sure. I would have been fine with just if, if they just had the Johnny thing, I'm wearing white here. What are you doing? Then I, I would have been like, I yeah, know fair. It's just cause it's too much and too, too short of a time here. Um, and I guess this is kind of another statement to the change in Johnny Lawrence, because they do end on kind of like that cliffhanger. And if this was season one, Johnny, he would have just like came in and like started fighting Daniel. They would have yeah. had the all Valley here in the uh, country club. So, you know, they, they, they play with it cause it's a TV show, but it does, it is a, even though they're still kind of like eyeing each other and, you know, doing little passive aggressive things and shit, it is a change and a maturity in Johnny Lawrence. 
Yeah. Um, so as you'll recall, we left the um, the kids all at the LaRusso house. Well, all the kids are in Cobra Kai. Um, and they were talking about joining their charters or whatever. And they're talking about, ah, it's never going to work. And like uh, Miyagi-Do is trying to leave. And Dimitri gets to hold a little speech um, he about assholes. Yeah. I feel straight out of Team America. He just is like talking about dicks and pussies and assholes. Um, and basically like they're going to keep shitting on him. I, I genuinely think he could have just done the speech from Team America and it would have worked <laughs> just as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it works anyway. They, they decide to stay and maybe work things out because Cobra Kai's, you know, shitting on everyone. I'm trying to think, do they bring up, maybe it's not here. Do they bring up, bring up wrestling at this point? Is this is this? Yeah, the there's a reference where I was just like, "This is a thing." I presume it, okay. it's kind of showing. It is yeah. one of my favorite details because, like, they are nerds, and to me, it's it would be such a nerdy, like, lame thing. Yeah, I, I would say it's like the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation, and it's like they were friends, dipshit. Not a WrestleMania three, like, <laughs> like that's classic. Yeah, you, and I'm getting okay. all the references, so I'm loving it. <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, I'm just like British Bulldogs. That's probably a band, the Heart Foundation. That must be some sort of healthcare thing in the U.S. because the U.S. doesn't have healthcare. So you get like heart surgery there. And then they mentioned WrestleMania. I'm like, ah, I see. That's what it was a reference to. I know why I didn't get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, then we have, okay, we cut back in with Allie and Daniel and Johnny, and she's basically catching up with the season one and two of yes. Cobra Kai. Uh, uh-huh. where they're going through, yeah, your cousin set his car on fire. Um, and I guess Johnny's the one that told the story. And I guess Daniel's just sitting there because <laughs> he's like, ah, he's a little loose in the details. So Daniel's just sitting there listening to the story being recounted by Johnny the whole time. What I do love about that is that he, for once, it's completely accurate what they're saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know when last episode when he was talking to Miguel and he was kind of like, ah, I wasn't exactly like that. There's two sides to a story. But what they're saying is like, yeah, your cousin set his car on fire, tried to beat him up with a baseball bat. Completely factually <laughs> accurate. Do I still employ him? Why, of course. He was there for us when Sam got hurt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's factually accurate. Uh, great to see this kind of recap through her eyes again of how uh silly this this whole thing is uh great joke about facebook where yeah daniel sort of ribs him about that did you go to you know night classes and he's like self-taught many hours <laughs> uh and then uh amanda shows up as well and i think yeah they they just hit it off immediately obviously why wouldn't they i don't think uh, yeah i think this is where she says the line Amanda of like, so have the man boys filled you in uh, on the whole mortal enemy karate dojo battle for the soul of the valley thing? And I, hearing that, I was just like, that's us. We're the man boys filling you in on the whole mortal enemy karate dojo battle for the soul of the valley thing. That should be our tagline. It's pretty long, but like, damn, that's what we're doing in this show. That is totally us. Uh, But this is also, in my opinion, this scene proves that, I mean, we didn't see it in the show. But you've been such you've been harping on this whole Kumiko thing. This shows that Amanda is very secure in her marriage and in her relationship, and that Daniel probably did say, you know, oh, I met my old my old girl when I went to Okinawa, and she just reacted like, oh, I wish I could have heard stories, you know. Like this proves mm. proves it. 
Oh, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Amanda or her confidence. It's Daniel that is the real <laughs> This is a very good running joke, I think. Um, yeah. And I'm going to keep it up uh, is my final comment on that. Um, but yeah, no, it's great great to see the two of them bouncing off each other. I do love the bouncing off each other uh, of uh, Ali and Amanda. And then later on when they're leaving, uh, Amanda's still kind of like, so two hugs for Ali. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> is pretty funny. fun. Um so we yeah. cut back in and they kind of have a deal here where like they've they've brokered the the two dojos joining. I mean, they haven't run this by Johnny and Daniel yet, but they're talking about gi design, where they're going to be doing training, post-training snacks, sensei <laughs> dispute resolution protocol. Yeah. Uh, so what's now, I mean, this is where to get into it then. Yeah. Do you feel like when we get into season four, are they going to have yet another name? Oh, we're getting to that. I thought we were getting into the fucking home invasion. That no, happens, no, not we'll yet. Get we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. I'm just talking about since it's kind of brought up here, because we'll, we'll, as we're talking about this finale, we'll talk about maybe what our ideas for season four might be. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. that's probably going to be played for laughs of like Daniel and Johnny both wanting to name the thing. But do you think we will have yet a new name coming out of this or what? I just don't think it's kind of like the played for laugh conversation with Miguel and Johnny in this season, right? When they're trying to think of like a new name and they're kind of like, it's a shame Cobra Kai is already so cool. And we know they can't go under Cobra Kai because they're literally trying to like disband Cobra Kai, right? Yeah. So are they going to use Eagle Fang Karate or whatever? What's the gi design going to be? Look, Jim, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying in your opinion, like, what do you think they might Mm. go for? Like, because, yeah, I obviously I do see in our future we'll have like some funny banter and bickering between Johnny being like Eagle Fang's badass and Daniel talking about Miyagi-Do and the lore and the history but like do you think they will just settle on and become Miyagi-Do will it just continue to be a thing or will they come up with a new thing like they came up with Eagle Fang this year like what do you feel they might do Maybe I just am being way too, like, real-life reasonable, but I feel yeah. like Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai are going to be talked about as fighting styles. Yeah. This is a dojo where you have to learn both. And I think any name they think of, because you can't really, like, bring a name into the canon this late and go, like, this is the thing we're all united under, you know? Yeah. They can't really name the whole thing, but maybe they just have... maybe They, they probably have a new gi design, maybe, with, like, a tree and a snake twirled around like a yin and yang thing maybe some sort of darkness and light reference or whatever but i don't feel like they can do like a new name right um or what do you think i'm um i'm miyagi fang through and through miyagi fang i'm calling it right now miyagi fang (laughs) through and through get used to it people get used to it all you idiots that love the karate kid that think that miyagi's untouchable it's miyagi fang now baby for the next four (laughs) seasons we get some of that special technique. Maybe Daniel's showing a bit of fang there when he's going for uh, the fucking jugular of crease. But um, yeah, it's... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But it is going to be interesting to see them uh, actually follow through on this because obviously there's going to be so many fun conversations where crease and Daniel don't get along arguing in front of the students and then they're like, could you please not disrespect me in front of the students? And, and Johnny says something funny about how you dis- like. I don't know. I, Truthfully, not, I could show. see them. I could see that. I could see where like, cause you know, I guess not that it's like a super important thing. 
I mean, I guess it is actually in a lot of ways it is an important thing. But like tying back into wanting to see Miguel and Daniel interact. If you think about it this way, what does Johnny think of Mr. Miyagi? And that's, I think, something they will have to explore if, like, you know, they're combining their dojos. And I'm sure they're going to learn from each other as far as their styles are concerned and what they think karate is. And yeah. one of the major interactions with, I mean, besides when he kicked his ass, <laughs> him and his friend's ass, uh, protecting Daniel on Halloween, one of the major interactions that Daniel had with Mr. Miyagi is when he saved him from Crease. So yeah. I think there's some interesting stuff they could play with there. Uh, oh, right. You mean when Johnny had one of the major interactions Johnny had? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's who I meant. One of the major, like, because yeah, yeah. what, what does Johnny think of Mr. Miyagi? One of the major interactions besides Mr. Miyagi kicking his ass is uh, Johnny was saved by Mr. Miyagi when Kreese was choking him. So I'd have yeah, to feel it's like... Not like okay. I, I think they, they touch on this when they're talking about their shared past uh, in this very episode, but like it's not... They kind of left each other alone after that. Like It's not like he was in the next tournament, to my knowledge, right? Yeah. And he was kind of like... I mean, yeah, he was choked by Chris, and it's this whole thing that he gets choked by him again in this episode. <laughs> um, and yeah. Uh, well, I, I just have know. to feel like it, there would be... be an interesting thing. It'd be interesting to see how he's going to take in that style of karate and you know i'm sure he has i'm sure johnny as just a character probably does have a lot of respect for mr miyagi and i i don't know i'd like to see that maybe explored a bit and what his thoughts are or you know how he reacts to that but anyways that stuff i think we'll just kind of pepper in here and there with some of the implications of where we're at in the finale and what that sets up for things to look like in season four yeah um, so in this very scene, as they do the charter, uh, there's a meowing, yeah, which I have to assume is like Hawk going like meow, yeah. um, or something. And Bert hears it and is like, "Oh, you're kitty, kitty." Goes outside, gets immediately thrown through the window, uh, kind of on the other side of the room, or maybe I'm just uh, confused about where we're at. Um, well, the thing is, it's thrown through the window. There's no cat. Because LaRusso's house is like a Rainbow Six Siege house. Like, it's got these outdoor areas that are part of the house. Like, uh, it's yeah. a bizarre home. Um, I have to say, I do not love this fight here. I do not love this uh, home invasion. I mean, on one hand, don't get me wrong. On one hand, I love it. On one hand, it's great. On the other hand, it's like we just had a whole season about the implications of a fight like this that happened in school. And I guess I do understand that maybe that's a little different because, like, teachers and, you know, other kids are there. But this is a fucking home invasion that happens, and it's this huge brawl. And I would have to assume, like, if this gets out, are we not back at square one? We're like, what the fuck, get karate out of the valley? Or am I wrong in reading it that way? No, it's beyond that now, Jim. Now it's about <laughs> life and fucking death. Forget about school. We can all be expelled. It's about karate now. We're just going to go yeah. to the dojo every day and train under our two senseis. Uh, no, of course. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's insane. As you say, it's like, I think the problem that the reason it feels weird is that it's not necessarily prompted by anything. Like last time we saw Cobra Kai, they were like, What? Uh, like Tori had found out that, you know, Miguel and Sam were talking and collaborating. And is that like, right, well, we'll go to their house then and fuck some shit up. Maybe that's where they're at. Maybe we just, maybe that's where the radicalization of these children has gotten <laughs> us. But it does seem like a very big step, especially for a, like Hawk, for example, to just go like, 
yeah, I'm on board with this. And then suddenly go, well, we'll get it more into Hawk, but yeah. like, and then go like, wait a minute, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because as you say, it is absolutely insane. And Tori's here. I think in your quick take, you were like, Tori's crazy in this season. It's A lot of it is because this happens and we're kind of like, oh, um, so I guess never mind about your whole probation thing or whatever you were being more reasonable about earlier. Did you just finish probation? There should just have been a scene before this where she's like off probation. She's like, nice. And then <laughs> that totally makes sense why this happens immediately afterwards. But uh, yeah, no, I totally feel where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, and I mean... So yeah, you have to assume... You loser, hater on this show, <laughs> fuck you. You have to assume, yeah, yeah. Basically, Tori is kind of the mastermind behind this. Because yeah, the last we saw is when... Crease planted the seeds of how they're, you know, they make a great, a great team. And obviously, I mean, Hawk is kind of still looked upon by the other members of Cobra Kai as a leader. So he's definitely involved as well. Uh, I mean, they didn't bring Robbie along for some reason, uh, just so, I mean, we could save him for later. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool fight. It's obviously very reminiscent of the school fight. And I guess the other thing about it is even though it's very cool, it's not better than the school fight. So that's why, in my opinion anyways, so it, that's why it kind of pales in comparison and it stands out a bit more as a bit too crazy or like, is this what we're going to do all the time now? We're just going to end on a big fight. I don't get me wrong. I would still love that. Um, but it just feels like, obviously this show's not realistic. It has its own reality it's grounded in, but we just spent a season that showed that at the very least the school fight is something that's a big deal. And it feels like this would be a big deal as well. And I don't necessarily want to spend season four talking about the home invasion <laughs> that happened. Also the flashbacks to Kyler. I hated that. Uh, so <laughs> they, I am a hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I guess I I don't have the those problems to the same extent, but I completely understand them at the same time. Yeah, and um, I guess because th that's yeah. the other thing. Maybe this comes off uh, like to to talk about the review from last episode. This might come <laughs> not off not yeah. Not that we're bitter or anything. <laughs> I mean, me talking about it might come off that I'm more annoyed about it than I am. It's honestly not, it's not a huge, like a huge thing. It's just, if we're discussing the episode, I'll talk about things I love and talk about things I didn't love. It's not that I hated this. I just didn't love it. I liked a lot of the moments and like seeing them, seeing a big brawl is fun, obviously. I just didn't love it as far as plot line stuff and how it works in the context of the show. Yeah. And I think that is a, a great point in general that, when we talk about the negative stuff, I, I, I just hold this show to a higher standard yes. than I do many other shows because it's so great. And then when we end up talking about the things that are bad, the show is still great. And I still think everything pretty much works throughout. Um, I, I just think it might come off differently because we are holding this show to such a high standard at this time, which is very silly because it's, just, you know, it's a, you know, a drama karate show, <laughs> but uh, it, it's what we do because we love it so much. Yeah, anyway, we love it. Tori's, Tori's crazy. She looks great, though. Uh, skeleton hoodie. Yeah. Fucking amazing uh, look, especially for this fight to, uh, you know, great reference to all the skeletons previously in, in Cobra Kai, of course, and then yep. her basically by being a, uh, a, a, a scary monster in Sam's eyes. 
um, and the fight just fucking erupts. I do also love how we're intercutting it with the parents just hanging out. It's kind of like a very classic tension building thing where usually if you go from like a big fight and you cut to a calm scene, it's like you know, kind of weird, uh, a weird balance. But the reason it works so well here is that they're away missing all of this. They should be there stopping it. They're going to, like, how are they going to react when they find out this is their home? Um, so the intercutting really works well for me here. I agree. Because it's like jazzy Christmas music and then, like, back to the fight. And I think it's even, like... Um Sometimes it's like a jazzy version of the Christmas song that's yes. playing over the fight, yeah. which is awesome. It's it, that's such yeah. a great detail, uh, and like obviously it's not the same um, tension to the fight, but I mean there's still enough like little like back and forth going on, and plus yeah, just the idea that they're missing it, and you know w- when they realize what's happening. Uh, but yeah, basically we have the retcon. Well, first they're talking about. The Halloween costumes, which is funny. And she's, you know, uh, they're trying to explain the shower uh, costume that Daniel had. And then Allie's like, and then this one comes out like a toddler in his skeleton pajamas. And they're all cracking up. Uh, I think it's great to see them like do like because we were so in that story, whether we're on Johnny's side or Daniel's side, it kind of tees up the later of like, there's your side, there's this side, and then there's the truth. And from yeah. her perspective, it's like these two boys who just won't stop fucking with each <laughs> other. Like, will they just fuck already? And you're right. They, she does say they pretty much left each other alone after that. Cause they're basically, uh, was like what another year. I think they were like juniors in high school. They had still had senior year, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but it would also make sense because I mean, as we know, karate didn't end that well for johnny it would make sense he'd be like all right i'm not doing karate anymore i almost got choked out by my teacher and i lost i'm gonna do other things uh and then they retconned the breakup in a way because you know as we know in karate kid 2 it's what she took off with another guy and wrecked mr miyagi's car car. (laughs) and we i think we talked about how they did her so dirty in that yeah like yeah no she's the worst but it's I, I, I really appreciate the way they do this retcon. What do you think about it? Because it obviously no, like it. is like, yeah, her perspective is, again, showing how two sides of the same story could be very different. Yeah, and she does even say, like, even though she's telling her side, she's like, yeah, I mean, he jumps to conclusions, but then I was annoyed, so I probably egged him on a little bit. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's it's a fun way to go with that, and you're right, it ties in with basically where things are headed uh, with Johnny and Daniel and how she's going to knock some sense into them. Yeah. They're all talking about how they were all foolish back in, in high school or their, their heads were so up their own asses. They could see out their mouths. Let's hope our kids are better. And then we cut back fucking smash, <laughs> smashing fights. I think we have a long shot here. Um, of the camera going around, they definitely sneak in like a couple of sneaky edits, but I mean, it's a, for all the faults of maybe the set, potential faults of the setup of the fight, fucking great shot, camera zooming yeah. around, everyone's beating each other up. Uh, I do have, like, I think in this shot, like we have Hawk, he smashes some glass thing on a kid's head and it's just kind of like, <laughs> Hawk, if you're so hesitant, like a second later, it's like, oh no, wait, are we doing a bad thing? But like, I I think this is the problem that you were highlighting, Jim, that it's kind of like, oh, you've just taught us to think about this as real stuff and not cartoonish violence, right? Yeah. Uh, In this whole season. So then when he smashes the thing over someone's head, I'm like, well, that kid's 
you know, concussed at least, uh, might go into a coma too, and they'll have to do fucking car washes for that kid. Um, and that's obviously not the case. It's just a cool fucking thing. But uh, it's just kind of when we've been mixing what is realistic and what isn't, it's kind of like uh, this is a lot of over-the-top fighting. But it is super cool, especially with, like, um, Sam and Tori coming together, beating up different uh, guys, and then kind of her chasing uh, Sam through and kicking other people down. I don't know. It's a it's a great shot uh, yeah. all this, for all the potential logical faults of it. Yeah, I agree. But, it, yeah, it's hard not to be like, okay, like, who's going to jail now? I mean, obviously, no one got kicked off a off a balcony or whatever. But I mean, Tori almost went to jail uh, for what she did in the school fight. And yeah, someone gets glass broken over her head, uh, over his head. Someone else is going to go through a glass table shortly. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, the the one is cool. The pan around, and then like now, you know, Sam's still kind of having to face the monster that is Tori, so she's still hesitant and running away. Uh, cool shit. And then, yeah, Tori follows her to the Miyagi-Do dojo bit, the home dojo, and, like, gets the nunchucks and is like, I thought you put up more of a fight. I guess I'll have to make my own fun by (laughs) torturing you again. Like, the scene we had last... Uh, episode with Tori was pretty good as you said when he she's talking to Robbie and kind of talking about how she's learned to channel stuff through her hatred like a Sith basically <laughs> um but it doesn't feel like it's enough to set this up you know in balance with the realities that she's dealing with of like yes of course Sam it worked out so great last time I went after her let me do that again but like better the problem was I didn't kill her that time <laughs> yeah and and I mean, this is a nitpick small thing, but I don't think the nunchucks even look cool. So I'll just like leave mm. the nunchucks out, in my opinion. Mm, fair. So we leave we leave uh, Sam petrified on the floor, go back to her parents. Um, and of course, yeah, this is where we get the the scene from the start of the episode where they're talking about how, you know, there's three sides to each story and point for Mills uh, for pointing that out as they both for perhaps the first time, admit that they're both at fault and that they're more alike than they might like to think, much like you and myself, Jim. Yeah, and it starts off because Johnny has to make a crack that Amanda's going to pay the bill. It's like, oh, your wife's paying your bills for you, huh? And then he's like, yeah, says the guy that got free meals here as a kid. And then Allie's like, you guys enjoy this. And I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. They, They are like the buddy cops that... They love each other, but they also love, like, part of that love is, you know, fucking just nagging each other and picking on each other in a way. Um, and then, yeah, Allie breaks down. Basically, Allie is us. We've been saying this, yeah. uh, or basically the audience in general has been saying this for the past uh, three seasons. You know, come on, get together. You guys are, are, are alike. And they start to see some truth there. And, on like... The, the goosebumps moment almost is when he calls him Daniel. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Merry Christmas, yeah. LaRusso. Merry Christmas, Daniel. And it's like, wow. You know, we, we're not in a season. We're not in an episode nine version of Johnny and Daniel being buddy, buddy. This is an episode 10 version of Johnny yeah. and Daniel being buddy, buddy. The stakes are higher. They can't just have, like, Johnny beat someone up in a garage and then all of a sudden they hate each other again. This is actual human progress. Well done, guys. Uh, So Daniel gets to say his 
bye to Ali. Like, we only get Ali for two episodes. We only get yeah. uh, Elizabeth Shue for two episodes. So, as you say, she's kind of there. Uh, you said last episode, too. Well, kind of service the story. Every character is, but it just becomes more apparent when you have a shorter time to do it. I, it still works. But basically, we need to wrap everything up with a neat bow here as far as her. So Daniel well, and her, uh, she gets to he gets to kind of apologize for how things ended. And yeah. they're just talking about, ah, you know, the good times, they're gooder. And now they, they kind of, right. they linger on her as Daniel walks away. Am I reading too much into that? Or like, like what's your read on that? Is that kind of like, I guess it's more like a wistful, like, like regret of how things could have been type deal or what? That's how I saw it. Yeah. Did yeah. you see it as like, damn, I want to hit that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I think I just saw it that way too, but I, I just wasn't sure if I was like even supposed to read into that at all or, or what, but they do linger yeah. for a minute and she kind of takes a breath and yeah, she you knows the, the gears in her head are turning. Like, I don't know, maybe threesome her and Daniel <laughs> and his wife, who knows? <laughs> Then maybe Johnny looking at looking in yeah. through the window. Maybe I Kumiko. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely what she was thinking about. Um, and I'll be writing some fan fiction to uh, you know explore those ideas in full. But no, genuinely, I think it was just like her, like you know, if I'm coming on this fucking karate show, you gotta let me do some acting. Yeah, and like all right, you get one shot. You know, one shot. Express some emotion here, wistfulness, whatever. Good, do an act, and she fucking acted the shit out of it. And you, you already brought it up, but it's Amanda's great always because with the line like, oh, two hugs. <laughs> two yes. hugs for Allie. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And he's just like, I still have some more in the tank. Let's go to home and get into some trouble. <laughs> like, I guess they are smashed. They do like, like they do a good job of emphasizing that they're just drinking loads, but it's just a weird line from Daniel. Like, yeah, I've been hugging my ex. Let's me fuck you now. Yeah. I really turned on. <laughs> it's a weird line, but it's That's basically just to, I think... I think it's just a intercut with actual trouble at home, but it's a fucking weird line from Daniel. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do a little sparring, and then then we cut back to the fight, and fucking Tori does the unforgivable when she breaks Mister Miyagi's photo. Uh, a lot of motherfuckers step to the Miyagi picture, and it pisses me off every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, she's literally, you know, stepped into the shrine of Mr. Miyagi, um, the, 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 the heart of Miyagi-Do, giving Sam ample opportunity to recall all of her teachings um, and about, you know, how she's the only one who can get up when she's scared and, and fend off the panic attack. It's, a, you know, as far as the storylines in the season, Sam's is kind of the most straightforward in a way and the one that works the best because of it. Well, not the best, but it's like it works well compared to other storylines because it is so simple. Um, And there's kind of a flashback here where, well, she kind of hears Daniel's voice or whatever, I think. Yeah, Um, yeah, we hear the the voice. But see, but here's my problem. This is the first of three times that this happens, by the way, to each character. Yes. They each have Did they a, hear the voice? Yeah. I was thinking that too. <laughs> yes. And and I, maybe they, I, I think the other characters don't just hear the voice. They'll actually have the flashback too. Yeah. Uh, I think Miguel has like the flashes and it just loses, it it, it, it loses its like impact when, when it like, mm-hmm. it happens like almost sequentially uh, with each character because Hawk has one and then Miguel has yeah. one. Uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fine. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's too, it's too stacked. Uh, and especially cause Hawks like we've, we've been playing around with it because we didn't want to like fully spoil it. But I mean, if you read between the lines we were talking about, it's like, 
it's hard to buy Hawks, you know, moment here. I mean, they kind of yeah. play a little bit more lip service to it, obviously, in the preceding episodes building up to this, where he is questioning Crease a bit. And I think even in Hawk's moment, he has the idea of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which Crease actually did teach him. I mean, I guess I don't need to jump over Sam's moment too much. Uh, but his just... Now we know what happens with Sam. She fights, you know, Tori. It's grand. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about Hawk. That's what we want to talk about. <laughs> yes. It's just so tough because coming from not just... Oh, my God. Yeah, it really is like 30 seconds later, Hawk is having the moment that, <laughs> that Sam just yeah. had. Um, she, because he hears we, multiple voices. He hears, like, yeah. Miguel and he hears Johnny and I think maybe Chris as well. I don't yeah, know. he does hear Chris. Uh, yeah, too. And you're right. He does hear Johnny. Like, you're soft as a baby's ass. When I first met, um, started training you, and then he hears Crease, enemy of my, of my enemy is my friend. But it's like we had him. He broke Dimitri's arm. He fucking basically almost beat that uh, big guy to death. Like he did the I want to destroy something beautiful from Fight yeah, Club. Yeah, that was great. I, that's the thing as well. That was a great scene, but it just yeah. doesn't quite. Now pay off. I Sorry, guess. Well, I was gonna say I, to to be fair, as we see this play out, I'm sure. It's not like Hawk's anger is just going to be gone. I'm sure there's going to be some struggle there, and they're going to explore that a bit because I, because they hinted at too much darkness that I feel like you can't just forget that. So maybe that is going to play more of a part. Um, but it's those things make it hard to believe that, you know, he, especially assumingly that he he helped orchestrate this whole night that he decides to then switch sides. Yeah. Yeah, the Hawk moment, like when he, like after he hears all these voices in his head and he runs over and beats the guy and he fights with Dimitri. And even later in the episode when he kind of like, you know, high fives Dimitri as they're joining forces. Like, I'm so here for it because it is what I want to see. And yes. some of those moments are just so fucking cool as well that yeah. I'm on board anyway. Um but it isn't really earned. And I know people say that sort of thing a lot, talking about television or, you know, story structure, whatever. I want to elaborate on what I mean. It's it's not like we needed more scenes of him going like, oh, like being sad when they were doing evil things at, you know, Cobra Kai. We have lots of those scenes. That's kind of the only thing fueling this transformation. Maybe what I mean is, instead of not earned, it would be right to say it's not interesting uh, mm. because it's all external factors that has pushed him to this. Like, I even completely believe that at this point he would turn around and go like, wait a minute, I'm in a shit situation. Because the Cobra Kai situation he's in has gotten shittier and shittier for him personally. Yeah. Um, but that means it's completely superficial when he just like, wait a minute, this is bad for me. Talk, <laughs> you know, it's not about him realizing he's done something wrong necessarily. Although they kind of obviously like hinted that, but it's not explored. It's just kind of like I was Crease's number one guy, and then they, you know, he brought in Tori, brought in fucking, uh, brought in Kyler, who I hate, um, brought in uh, Robbie, all these fucking people, and I'm no longer getting the positive feedback from this that I crave. So I'm going to switch sides, which makes sense as what a human would do, but it's just not an interesting development in the story because the arm break 
uh, earlier in the season, it's such a good doubling down moment for him where he goes too far. Um, when he, you know, has the I want to destroy something beautiful moment. <laughs> also a great moment of Hawk showing his darkness. Um, but there's no real return from that darkness. We just show that darkness. And then here, it's not like he is, the story hasn't given him enough space to properly realize that it's literally because we didn't see this thing being planned because we wanted it to be a surprise or whatever but i don't know there i hope that what you say is correct and that like the darkness of hawk is explored in full later on i am like a little bit disappointed that everyone's so easy to forgive but you know what they're miyagi though of course they're gonna forgive him yeah <laughs> like yeah. the likes of dimitri and everything and dimitri's just stoked to have his friend back which is kind of showing dimitri Again, as a positive person, which I've talked about before, I need to see more of him being a cool dude when he's just immediately like, yeah, you broke my arm, but I'm cool now. I kind of, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's unbelievable. I kind of believe it because of the person he is, but it is not interesting what's happening in Hawk's head. He's just kind of like, you know what? This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's been apparent from episode one this season. So there's no real proper shift and especially after him doubling down so i i, I it's but i'm conflicted because i do love watching the moments you know so it's it's kind of like we we wanted him to get to this point we knew he was going to be at this point at the end of the season so we had the scenes of him frowning throughout the season and it's not quite the same as giving him a proper emotional arc but i do have hope that that is still ongoing and will be developed over time with hawk yeah and i agree with you because like the moment that happens is still cool like it's it's a fun- fucking awesome moment when he helps Dimitri and like you know like it's clear what he's gonna do but it's still set up as like oh he's gonna run over and break (laughs) Dimitri's arm but he doesn't uh and it's cool when they're like kind of like doing like a they're they're like swinging each other around for their fights like like they're it's still an awesome moment doesn't fully take away from the moment but yeah I just agree that uh it it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't ring true or feel like natural i mean i guess you can argue because it, like right before it it's like kyler's like hell yeah baby like giving him a high five and that is a weird you know uh self-awareness that he could have like holy shit i'm fucking boys with this guy who terrorized me but now you know he thinks I'm cool and we're doing this shit, but it's still, it's just not enough. I just wish there was a little bit more, but it's still like legitimately hurting Miguel, which is just mad that Hulk (laughs) would be okay with at all. Uh, To the point where I know Robbie can't show up here because he's on probation and he's got his whole, whole other story going on and he's not been, you know, made crazy enough by Cobra Kai to accept this. But even like, I get that it's awkward with him and everything, but just going like, hell yeah, let's beat up Miguel, the ki- the guy who was in the coma, like my only, mine and Dimitri's only friend who brought us to Cobra Kai and like all this shit. It, it, I, anyway, I'm, I'm just fucking rambling yeah. at this point. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we get the team up. They do some cool back-to-back fights. They get to kick some ass together. And then we get another... Flashback, yeah. <laughs> Flashback, voice in the head. Um, with Miguel. With Miguel, yeah. yeah. And I guess, like, at first I'm like, oh, is he just going to take a, a inspiration from just seeing Hawk and Dimitri being friends again? Like, yeah, my friends are friends. Um, and he's just he's getting his, well, Kyler has him up against the wall, and he's just, like, punching his back. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so he is a maniac. Um, and then, yeah, he, you know, doesn't give up. And uh, I mean, even with Miguel, he, does, he still takes a little bit like some shots, but, you know, he does his cartwheel thing. He starts kicking Kyler's ass. Now, the tough thing with some of this stuff as well is that, I mean, Cobra Kai never wins these fights. Um, and if we're, we're heading towards a tournament and now it feels like Miyagi Do, Eagle Fang, whatever Miyagi Fang is so stacked in my opinion that I don't feel like Cobra Kai is that much of a threat anymore. Am I wrong in thinking mm. this? It's cause you have, don't forget about Robbie though. Like <laughs> uh, season one, Robbie versus Miguel when they were both like freaking super powered. Yeah. Miguel and, beat him, you know? Yeah, but Miguel's got a bum leg now. That's true. <laughs> Although I guess he he shows me up like he the only reason Kyler has a shot against him is that he has a fucked up leg like we've seen before. Yeah, he's tried to kick stuff and he's tried to go against everyone. Well, go against like uh, his sensei in that like no, I need to prove myself. He needs to prove something to himself. That's why he wants to be in the tournament and everything. So he this is supposed to kind of be the climax of that emotional journey for Miguel as well, I think. And yeah. that's kind of also what I meant about Sam and her like what she's going through this season is so clear that it works so well where Miguel it's it's fine you know it's a cool moment uh but as far as the like climax of his arc this season I don't feel so much that it's happening in this moment um but anyway as far as the stack I guess you're right but like Tori is crazy good although she does kind of get beat by Sam here and yeah she got um, beat by Sam last year too very good point (laughs) um yeah, you're right. Um, They're going to have to bring yeah. Aisha back, dude. Aisha has to come back and be Cobra Kai through and through. I mean, that would be fucking cool. At this point, I would <laughs> yeah. be so on board with it. Yeah. It would be like seeing someone back from Karate Kid 3. But that's why, like, <laughs> I was saying before, too, when... Um, remember, like, they had the whole thing when Kreese was recruiting people, but then they were fighting, and then you were out of Cobra Kai if you lost? Because they had that tough girl... And then she lost to Tori, and I was like, "What are you doing? You can't throw these. You can't throw these people away. She's she's tough. Bring her back. You're you're you you uh, don't have a chance, dude." Yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess I think it's it's gonna be super Robbie, like Rob, because I guess to be fair, yeah. Miguel beat Robbie because Hawk what like injured him or whatever. Yes, uh, so. yeah, and and like that that's what it's gonna be, and it's because this whole season, like for Kreese, he's been talking about finding his champion or whatever. And he's kind of toying around with Hawk. He was toying around with Tori recruiting her and everything. But like, it was always going to be Robbie if he could get his hands on Robbie. Um, And I think that's exactly what it's going to be. And in a tournament, you only need one person. It's not like, it doesn't matter if if, uh, Miyagi Fang has like a dozen cool people it just they just need there's there's only one of them that's going to be in the final you know yeah yeah and sometimes potentially like you end up having to like fight i think you like fight someone from your own dojo basically if you're going for the championship because i think johnny at least in the lore he had to fight someone from cobra kai for for one of his titles uh so maybe that i'm sure that's stuff they'll explore maybe hawk and miguel we'll see yeah so Sam gets her moment beating uh, Toring, literally saying, I'm not afraid of you. 
Um, and then the fucking Scoobies rush in. Um, <laughs> where we have and and Tori again double. Tori just fucking doubles down, which I do appreciate. She's like, "This will never be over." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kissed my ex once, and I'm gonna fucking. This is my life now. Um, and they all come rushing in, Hawk and Dimitri and and fucking uh, Miguel with his face all busted up. Um, Tori calls them both traitors, and I'm like, at this point. Miguel, like, you're upset at Sam still about what happened, but you're fine with hurting Miguel. Like, when you met at the sushi place, you were kind of chill, but no, now you're a traitor and you both need to, you all need to wash your fucking backs because it's on. But yeah, you um, won't have and to. And Dimitri gets to do a line about, yeah, he doesn't have to. Yeah, you got <laughs> friends watching it for him. And she's like, friends? Like her. She's like, yeah. what? And, and even Sam's like, what's a friend? <laughs> Remember that needs a be... friend when you have a quiver. <laughs> that used to be Sam's thing, though, of how she had no friends. <laughs> I guess she's got <laughs> friends now, though, because her dad started a <laughs> dojo a... <laughs> and made her made people have friends with her. <laughs> yeah, she was hanging out with those shitty girls at first. Although, well, no, that was Yasmin, right? They're just still they're friends now again, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I think so. And, and Moon. Um, so we already wrapped things up with um, with Daniel and Ali. So now we got the Johnny and Ali. They go outside. Um, they talk about the hot girl that, uh, Johnny's seeing. Thank you, Amanda, for bringing that up to kind of fucking stop Johnny from doing something stupid here. Um, but yeah, they get to have their big moment about talking about it's fun to visit the past, but you know, it's, uh, you can't live in the past, even though that's what this whole show is. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, but yeah, they have their own little time machine and you know, they, they, they hug and it's what the it's kind of like I really needed this like me too so you know they're there for each other helping each other in this moment here as they're about to take the next step in their lives and it is like a perfect way as far as the show's concerned to bring uh, Johnny and Daniel together and this is kind of because obviously this was one of the well this was the main factor that started the rivalry. And, of course, things grew here and there between Cobra Kai and just Miyagi-Do in general. Uh, but for her to return and be able to kind of, like, check that box, I guess, and kind of yeah. make it so it's not a thing anymore, uh, it's great. It's really great that they were able to get her because, I mean, I, I guess it was always assumed, but they even, I've read interviews where they said they did have a backup just in case it was going to be her husband was messaging Johnny <laughs> And not her. Like, if they couldn't get the actress, they would have been like, oh, it's just her husband was mad at you and was fucking with you or something. Like, and that, it's like, who knows where that would have went? Jesus, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy to see her in this because, you know, we talk about, oh, it'd be cool to get this person back. It'd be cool, be, cool to get that person back. But they, they've shown on the show that they're able to utilize that as well. It's not just like, wow, isn't it funny that... Well, sometimes it is like, oh, that's the same actor. And you're like, oh, wow, it's the same actor. But uh, for like key players, they actually utilize it in a way that is very central to the story and driving things forward. So um, that's why I'm not really scared about the fact that we're absolutely 100% going to see Silver next season. Um, uh, I because- think I'm almost, I'm like 90% we're going to see him. But, but before, I just do want to well, yeah. give a shout out that... Uh, I think Elizabeth Shue even said this is she credits uh, Dan Trachtenberg uh, as one of the first people that like encouraged her to go on the show 
Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, he directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. He directed the playtest episode of Black Mirror, but he also directed the pilot for The Boys. And um, when they were shooting The Boys, he was like, so are you going to go on Cobra Kai? And she's like, what? (laughs) And he's Because he's like, loves Cobra Kai. And he's like, so are you going to go on or what? And she's like, well, no, wouldn't that be like kind of like, isn't it kind of corny or like, isn't it lame? Like, you know, just like we've talked many times about how on paper when you hear about the show, you're like, oh, here's another fucking remake, reboot, quill, whatever you want to call it, legacy sequel. So you think it's lame. And then he's like, no, this is a great show. You have to go. <laughs> you have to go on this show. I mean, obviously other things happen, but she did talk about how Dan Trachtenberg was like one of the first people like in her ear being like, Cobra Kai, you got to do it. Fuck yeah, doing the Lord's work. It's so funny that at that point, obviously the show wasn't on Netflix and yeah. uh, the viewership was so low, but he would have been like one of the OGs, clearly one of the OG super fans going like, so you going to go on the show? <laughs> you should go on the show. Like one of us being there like, come on, do it. <laughs> so great. Uh, as you say, imagine if it was like, oh, her husband was fucking messaging you. Where the f- How the fuck do you make that relevant? Yeah. Um, very happy we got to see her and have her be uh, part of Brent these two back together um and she's like i'll always be there for you and we're like yeah but like you won't be though because you have fucking tv shows to make and yeah and stuff. <laughs> but yeah it's a great moment um so johnny comes home uh oh he's about to say i love you to carmen i guess because yeah this moment of growth yeah it's completely derailed though because maybe a good thing uh because miguel is there and because they just had sex last night like let me emphasize this they have not they've not been together for a while like uh, it's just maybe not maybe a bit soon i don't know what he took from the meeting with ali it wasn't the same thing i took um but yeah no miguel's there he's been fucked up we've all seen it so now we know some shit's gonna go down for the last bit of the episode yeah then we're back in vietnam in 1969 and they're about to pick the next opponents. And this is where we see how Johnny did save uh, Terry Silver's life and how, why he's indebted to him because they're about to pick uh, Terry as the, you know, um, the guy to fight the, their captain or whatever he is. Um, yeah. But Crease, Crease volunteers. And this is where he tells Crease how his, uh, was it Betsy? What's his girl back home? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. I, had my, I had my notes. What was it? I think it's, it's something like that anyways. You know, all American name. Yeah, Betsy. Betsy's dead. You know, he didn't want to tell him because he wanted him to think he had something to live for. You know, he's playing mind games with him, obviously, because he's ready to kick his ass and toss him in this fucking cobra pit. Uh, I do like the use of this because obviously, I mean, this is where we get the reveal of the Cobras, but the, I like the intercut here with, you know, as Johnny shows up and the, his fight with crease commences and it's intercut here with the origin of Cobra Kai and crease. Um, and when he does go in the back, uh, we see that Robbie's already geed up with his Cobra Kai gi getting trained. So you're right. Like this crease doesn't really care about anyone else anymore because he's got his golden boy. So it doesn't matter. And, and this is also not only is this a key to the championship, this is a key to getting Johnny back in the fold. Yeah. I mean, crease really uh, shows. It, I mean, I swear there have been like 80 scenes where crease is like 
this is your last chance, mm. Johnny. But this time, yeah. it's really your last chance. And it's like three generations of Cobra Kai working together. Again, for a Star Wars reference, it's like the Emperor and fucking Darth Vader and Luke over here or something. I don't know. Uh, but he says, he has this great line about, like, we're not just going to dominate the tor- tournament. We're going to melt this whole snowflake generation. And it's great because it's kind of like, that's also what Johnny like it's he creases very clearly the bad version of Johnny, you know, because yeah. we've seen Johnny grow as we've talked about, but he always would have been very much like, you know, <laughs> a hater on uh, anyone. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Crease just his. It's like the the old school and badass thing and how that's wrapped up with actual like toxic human behavior. Um, that's all personified here. And Chris is saying there's no separation of these two. Um, whereas Johnny's been trying to figure that out for himself, but this is the last chance. And uh, yeah, Johnny well, starts fucking kicking his ass. But also here's another thing that doesn't make sense. It, much in the similar way of Hawk is because then Robbie goes, just listen to him, Dad. He wants what's best for you. Now, I'm not saying yeah. like I, I've I've said I've said this whole season that it makes sense that Robbie would be with Crease. That I get. I understand that to him, Crease is like the only one that's there for him, especially like with the way Mr. Larusso and Johnny have been in his life, or how he sees them in his life, and he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. But I don't understand why he would then be like. Yeah, like, join us, Johnny. Like, that I don't get. I, yeah, you kind of like, get out of here, Dad. Yeah, yeah. I right. buy it in the respect of, like, he has nowhere else to go, plus this is something that would hurt his father in a way of how uh, we initially went to Daniel. But I just, yeah, I don't buy it in the way that he's that, like, brainwashed to the point, like, join us, Father. You know, we'll be the three generations. And also he hates the <laughs> snowflake generation as well, apparently. Like, I guess that's a thing that would have needed a little bit more. And this this kind of ties into one of your complaints about Robbie going way back. It's almost because Robbie's a bad kid, but we don't see him being bad enough that it doesn't make as much sense. If we just saw him maybe getting in more with Crease or just being bad, maybe it would have worked more. But that that's when I'm like, what is he talking about? Well, what he's talking about is the fact that he's always, in every single scene in the show, been completely desperate for a father figure. Yeah. And Crease is just there like, here, let me brainwash you real quick. And you're right. It happens off screen. Like, they, he literally, like, wakes up there and then goes gets goes to get a cobra. And then he hears one of Crease's speeches. Crease gives great speeches, but he probably would have needed, like, two or three of them before he's like, join us, father. But uh, let's just assume those happened off screen because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just been completely uh, taken in and brainwashed um, already. Uh, which I guess is fine because it, it, it is a little bit like it kind of makes it more Johnny's story than Robbie's, which, you know, it is more Johnny's story than Robbie's. But still, it kind of makes him uh, more of a prop in in the story because I don't fully buy that. Like, yeah, he this guy who let me sleep here once uh, or well, for as long as I wanted. But but still, it's like, I don't know. I, I guess Johnny never would have told him about Chris choking him out and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that adds up. He just seems like a good dude. Um, you know what? But yeah, anyway. the f- Well, you know what I think ahead. happened is that when everyone was away, like doing the home invasion and Daniel and Johnny were all at the Christmas party, Chris uh, and Robbie were putting in the work, training. And while they were training, Chris told him the Vietnam story. And that's when Robbie's like, fuck yeah, man. That's just like what I'm going through. It's exactly what I'm going through right now. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's why it was in the season. Um, so in this fight, it's uh, I just have to call out, it's very funny when we're seeing it like f- over Crease's yeah. shoulder because it's so clearly like not Crease doing these fucking amazing fight moves. I mean, it's a cool fight, but it's it's also like cutting from him doing amazing acrobatics to then him being like an old, actual old human. <laughs> so uh, it, it's kind of funny, but uh, that's why most of the also, fight is over his shoulder. You just see him from behind. Yeah. 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 And then like, there's a few things that happen in that, like uh, the, there's like a break in the fight and Johnny grabs this, what's it called? Like a, a sigh or like, well, I know it as yeah. a sigh. That's what they call it on Ninja Turtles. I don't know if that's what it actually is. That's probably it. Um, and like Robbie says something reasonable here. He's like, don't do it because it yeah. seems like he's going to fucking kill Crease, which would be a bad move. Um, so instead, but instead when Johnny goes up to him and he just starts fucking punching the shit out of his face, um, much like the earlier moment with Hawk pun- wanting to destroy something beautiful and Robbie kind of pulls him off Um and <laughs> it's uh, it's the whole thing, and they end up fighting, right? Because uh, yeah, well, yeah, no, this, this, this is where is we when... get a bit of his perspective, right? Yes, yeah. Like and Kreese is right. I can't be my own worst enemy, but you can be. So very similar to Tori, like he's teaching him instead of to channel his hatred inwards, you know, uh, channel it at your your absentee father. Uh, yeah. But, like, it is similar to what we were just talking about because beforehand, Robbie's being kind of a good guy because he's like, yeah, don't stab him to death. Or also, like, when he's beating him, like, he's like, fine, I'll just beat him with my fist to death. And then and he's yeah. like, don't beat him with your fist to death. But then he's like, you're my worst Fight enemy. Me. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, and now, you know, Johnny's doing a little Miyagi Do here. He won't fight him. He's doing defense only. Yeah. So I love to see. It's really cool and like an emotional moment for, I mean, I find it emotional anyway that yeah. his child is attacking him and he's just kind of trying not to fight him, but he's just too badass for his own good and kind of sends him flying into the locker anyway, knocks him out for a bit. Um, but yeah, no, maybe it doesn't fully add up, but it's uh, it's cool anyway. Yeah. Um, so then we have, then again, there's a few steps to what's happening here, but yeah, Kreese grabs the dagger thing, Kai whatever, uh, Psy, um, whatever you said it was. Mm. Uh, he grabs that instead. And I just thought he was going to fucking stab Johnny here. That would make more sense, but he just kind of hits him with it. Yeah, so. no, that's the, pro- like, that's the problem with size, dude. You can't have them in anything. Because with the Ninja Turtles, they were always yeah. just throwing <laughs> them at people and they'd be hitting them with the, the handle. And it's like, come yeah. on. Stab I'm just kind of already. unimpressed with, with Crease and his whole, like, this is your last chance, but I'm still going to just grab the thing and do the ominous thing, but I'm not throwing you to the actual snakes. I'm just like kind of hitting you. Although I guess he just start to choke him there and is about to choke him to death. Um, much like he was to finish the job he started all those years ago. And then who shows up but Daniel and Daniel's the one who saved us the day now. And he's rightfully upset about the home actual invasion that happened. Yeah. Um, and they do a big old fight and, um, so here's 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 where we're getting into the special technique and everything as well, right? Because uh, yeah. Kreese is like, oh, you can't just do defense. And he's like, I don't have to. Um, and then they do a fight. They fly through the glass wall. And then again, this, so I guess it's four four times we hear he hears like Chosen talking about how if you if your enemy is oh that's right on this is another war, one or take away their ability to wage it. Um, I mean, Kreese is like 
picks up a shard of glass. It's like, time for you and Miyagi to reunite. So he's not holding back here. He's <laughs> going to kill both these guys. Um, and Daniel does this technique and, like, paralyzes him, right? Yeah, and- he paralyzes his limbs. I mean, yeah, because, well, I love at the beginning, though, Kreese is very happy that he finally gets to fight Daniel because he's like, oh, I told you this was inevitable. Yeah. So he's all yeah. excited about it. And yeah, they're fighting. They go through the uh, they go through the window and then, yeah, he's going to stab him with some glass. Uh, but yeah, he, he hits him with the old Miyagi limb paralyzed where he's just kicking his feet and his and his arms. And then you, as you mentioned a couple times, uh, Johnny and Daniel agree that they're going to murder <laughs> Crease here. <laughs> gonna, like yeah. as Johnny goes in the go ahead, like yeah, let's just fucking put him out of his misery, this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit. Yeah, because he does a little nod. He like looks up at Johnny, and Johnny does the nod. Like yeah, let's do this. This is how we seal the joining of our dojos in blood. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> Sam and Miguel, the heart of the show, show up and stop it. Um. So the the technique, right? Let's talk about it. What what does what does this have to do with where either of these two characters are going in this story? Um, I get that Chris is a constant. He's not necessarily on a journey. He's not going to change. And you know what? That's fine. But it just all kind of makes the special technique uh, a whatever moment for me. Like again, I'm holding this show to a higher standard. It is a cool moment, but it's kind of like. You know, it's so standard because every season they have to bring in a special technique just because, kind of. Uh, it doesn't actually tell us that much more about Miyagi, though. I guess if he did stab him, that'd be a development. Like, that'd yeah. be a change. But no, he doesn't because he's a reasonable human being. Um, and I don't know. I think, I mean, I, we kind of talked about this, but I think it just does come down to, like, it's very similar to the movies. sometimes Because you want to stay true to Mr. Miyagi and you want to stay true to like defense only. The only problem is it's not as entertaining. And you, I think the, the whole idea, especially not just the technique, but just in general with chosen and stuff is that they kind of had to make Miyagi do a little bit more badass. They kind of had to bend the rules a little bit to bring some more offense into the game. Um, even though like, I mean, I could always have assumed that if someone was going to murder you, you're not just going to be like, well, karate defense only. I can't defend this. Um, but yeah, I guess it just really came down to, in this instance, it was just about adding a little bit more flair and maybe a little bit more danger, uh, to Miyagi dough. Um, uh, you know, whether for good or bad that that brings to it, I think there was at least a little bit behind it. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm just kind of like, what does this have to do where Daniel is at in his development as a character? Like, what is Daniel's big thing that he's struggling with this season? Because in previous seasons, it's been pretty good. Like, him him being all about balance, trying to balance the auto shop with the karate thing. Like, interesting internal conflicts about that. And now in this season, I'm like, well, he really wants his car dealership not to go under. Um, so that's a thing. And he really is worried about, you know, Sam, obviously, because she got really hurt and doesn't want anything to do with karate. But then he comes back to karate, I guess, through his Okinawan trip. Um, but it's just kind of like, what is this technique and where where he's at in it? 
like, what is his big thing this season? Can you tell me what Daniel is going through? Well, I think his big thing is definitely his family. Um, I think that's, that's the main thing. And to an extent, you know, a lot of it was about his family and then his own uh, fault in where things are for them. Uh, and yeah. what, I mean, cause that's, we've talked about that. That's been a big thing with like all the characters in general, but I, I think especially Daniel, um, especially tying into again, what Miyagi does supposed to be. Uh, and if he's, if he's playing a part in these things being amplified, uh, and his family getting hurt and to, to that extent, uh, I mean, the show doesn't really cover this. I'm cheating a little bit, but like maybe disgracing Miyagi in a way, if it is like, Mm. you know, using karate, not for what he would want to use it for. Uh, but yeah, I would say like, obviously still dealing with his own childish rivalry and like his own, uh, ego and how that plays into things with Johnny's ego. But I think the main yeah. thing's just been about how it's affected his family. That's why Amanda's much more involved now. Uh, obviously Sam's more involved in what she's been dealing with. Obviously his son is nowhere to be found. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but I think, no, I, yeah, you, I think like that, I'd, I'd say that's, that's true. I'm just like. When there's a big karate thing, I would like to be connected to the bigger story of that in a way, you know, where with this uh, new karate move, they, they when they introduce one in a season or in a film, they always have to close the loop on them and get, get it over with. And by the end of the film, if it's, you know, the drumming technique or by the end of the season, if it's like the fucking upwards kick from season one of Cobra Kai, it, it always has to be resolved and sorted out. So like... As an example, what if Daniel had like tried to do this technique and he failed? Um, then the whole storyline of this special technique, it would have pushed us forward into something else instead of just adding a technique to his arsenal like it's a power-up in a video game. Yeah, no, I see that. I get what you're but saying. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. Also, again, like I have to preface everything with like, yeah, it, it's kind of cool, but I'm I'm just a bit confused on it. It's not super clear the way things in Cobra Kai are usually very clear on what's happening. Um, but I mean, none of that matters because this all gets us to the most important moment where they decide to settle it the old-fashioned way, looping it all back around to fucking uh, the Karate Kid, the original film. It's all going to be settled in the tournament the old-fashioned way fucking love it yeah um i mean that's where we've been working towards we just didn't know it this whole season we've just been setting the stage for that jim yeah no absolutely um and yeah so because it's like that's why even though so much shit has happened like the actual time span of this season well, I mean, I guess that's kind of how all the seasons are, but it's basically from like September to December or like end of August to December just to set us up for the tournament, which they've said is in May again or whatever. Like that's when it was for season one. So we're really only like partway through just a year between se- seasons one, two and three and season four is going to close that year. So, uh, yeah, this is what it's all about. We're going back tournament style. No more school fights. No more home invasions. Uh, let's settle it in the tournament. And if, if, uh, Cobra Kai loses, then crease will leave. Um, and I guess I assume, did they even really say like, if they lose, it's just like, if they lose what they'd have to give up their karate. No, a crease kind of goes. And if you lose and they're like, we won't lose. Yeah. So it's not, 
super established, but yeah, I guess they'll just be killed because they're going to keep invading their homes. Um, yeah, I, that's the setup. It's a good setup. It's a great motivator for them to join forces. And everyone's with their, um, like father figure, like Miguel's with Johnny, Robbie's with Chris, Sam's with Daniel and, and Robbie's the one that kind of puts the stamp on it. Like, get out of here. The fuck out of here. The fuck out of my place. Yeah, and there's literally like two quick scenes to to finish the season of uh, we see Crease holding his photo of him and Terry Silver picking up the phone. I wonder what's happening here. Will <laughs> we see him next season? Like it'd be real <laughs> shitty if they if they weren't able to deliver on that. But yeah. yeah, here we are. Time to see. Time to get Terry Silver back on the scene. And uh, I mean, the guy like I'm not trying to be too negative on this guy, but the dude that played. Um, Sean Sean Kanan, I think, the actor that played the bad boy karate. Like, he's always tweeting, like, Cobra Kai. (laughs) Like, he's kind of being like, bring me on this fucking show already. Because he's always like, Cobra Kai, I'm in the gym. (laughs) I still still know. I'm still looking good. Like, let's do this. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if maybe we'll see the bad boy karate again as well. Hopefully. Um, And then we have, you know, we can feel it coming in the air tonight. Uh, and and the lyrics, how great are they? I've been waiting for this moment uh, yes. you know, all my yes. life. That's what we've been waiting for. As these two dojos join their forces, and they bow to their students, and they bow to each other. Oh, uh, so good. It's so fucking good. And yeah, with uh, In the Air Tonight playing, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing uh, one second a day on my phone. Guess what my first second is of fucking 2021, my dude. It's when it's actually it's not the bow. It's actually when the drums kick in and Johnny walks up and then they look at each other. I'm like, fuck, yeah, what a way to start a year. Um, Fuck, yeah. But uh, like, I guess it brings up a lot of interesting things because I think and I'm not saying this is not that predictable, but it feels like uh, it's going to come down to like, yeah, they're together but they're probably still going to be each other's worst enemy. And yeah, they're still like the British bulldog and the heart. Yeah, Foundation. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I feel like we're probably going to see Sam and Johnny maybe getting closer through training and maybe da- uh, Daniel and Miguel. And that's going to cause a weird rift between each other. Like, um, I'm not saying that sounds amazing. I'm not saying that sounds terrible either. I, uh, maybe they don't do that, but I feel like those are probably things we'll see. And because I feel like, again, Miyagi-Do is way too stacked that things are going to have to break from the inside uh, for for things to like shake out a bit. I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I, I think you're totally right. We're going to see that. And it's going to be like the fucking it's going to be like a reality show of all these people thrown into one house and they stop <laughs> being fake and start being real with each other because now they have to train together. Like, cause before it's all been one thing, um, within each dojo, I mean, where, you know, Cobra Kai, we do things this way. We have these kinds of students and now it's just going to be all over the fucking place and they're going to have to figure that shit out. And there's a big difference between not wanting to karate each other to death, which is where Johnny and Daniel were previously and being able to work together in, an efficient way and not annoy each other like imagine running a dojo with someone you'd probably get on each other's nerves even if you were friends before you started imagine being like mortal enemies and then like right we're gonna train our completely vastly different techniques and somehow gonna get this to be the top dojo in the valley and win the tournament and we're gonna do it without killing each other good luck that's season four (laughs) 
<laughs> and I mean, I'm just watching it here muted. I'm getting like goosebumps. So d- yeah. how dare you say that I hate this show, that reviewer? <laughs> what did you say again? Uh, uh, if you're a fan yeah. of the show, don't waste your time. Two dudes talking about all the things they don't like about Cobra Kai. I'm getting goosebumps watching this right now. This is fucking great. Um, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Uh, I'd wanna... I don't know. You got distracted yeah. in haste. Like, you freaking. Like, that, yeah. you need to let that hate fuel you, Jim. Oh, like, actually, take it out. Yeah, I remember now. So, like, the idea actually was like, say Netflix didn't pick it up. Uh, YouTube was going to air this season, and that would have been it. Now, really? I'm. Yeah, they. Because they, YouTube's like, we're not uh, doing shows anymore. So, well, like, yeah, but we, it's not like they were doing that because it's like perfect ending. You know, it was. They were just. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. They're just like, we're just not going to do it anymore. But I'm just saying, in a world where this is the last episode, obviously, I'd still be upset, but I wouldn't be that upset. Because, Mm -hmm. like, getting this moment would... Don't get me wrong, I'm not traded. I love that we're getting more episodes. But at least getting this moment would have been enough for me. That's that's how great of a moment is to me. That if it ended, I would have been like, oh, we could imagine how things went from there. But... We still got that moment where they were together and they're they're both running a dojo together. And more importantly, they bowed to each other. A great sign of respect. And uh, Johnny and Daniel are on the same page. Like, honestly, it would have been enough. But also, I'm glad we're getting more. Absolutely. And do you... Do you remember if they've spoken about, like, you know, the way showrunners always do of, like, yeah, we will do seven seasons, eight seasons, and then done, or whatever. Like, what do you think? I don't know, man. Do we want? I get worried about how they talk about that, because, yeah, they talk about doing spinoffs. They talk about how, like, yeah, they want to do all these more, like, more seasons. And I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't know if, like, I want Cobra Kai to go on mm-hmm. for, like, four more seasons. But yeah. maybe that's just because... You know, we we watch a lot of TV shows, so we just know like how things can get bad, like when shows mm-hmm. go on too long. And I wouldn't want that to happen. I, I have full faith that I think they could do amazing stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I I don't want to sound too negative, but I I also feel like it does feel like things should start heading towards an end game, in my opinion. And I don't really want to see a yeah. I don't want to see a spinoff. Honestly, please don't do that. Yeah, well, I it's like um, this this uh, tournament. It feels like yeah, maybe that's not the final thing, but it's like next season. I presume the tournament will be at the end of the season, just given how yeah. they've paced this. So maybe one more season after that. Like it's hard to just as far as like yeah, I'm sure they can do more good things, but just as far as closing the loop on the whole karate kid story bring it back to we're gonna have a tournament again like how do you do another tournament after that you know mm. how do you like oh now we're going back to okinawa like i'm not saying it won't wouldn't be good but it just seems like this is this feels end gamey in that they're gonna be fucking joining forces they're either gonna win or not against crease um and i guess I mean, it's, and, it, well, go ahead. Yeah, I, mean I don't interrupt know. You. No, I, I'm, I don't know. Well, I was going to say, unless they're feeling like they want to challenge themselves and work completely free of like the films, because mm. it's like going by the movies, you know, they're running out of where, what they could pull from that. I would, I would imagine, um, be, like they have Terry Silver, they have the bad boy karate, Mike Barnes, and then they have the Hillary Swank possibility, which I'm sure they will do. Um, 
So then from there, I don't know. Are they the they, types that's they're like going to open the Mr. Miyagi's little trees franchise <laughs> together? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely possible. They could just, you know, not be doing that and, and like mining stuff from the films and just having things be completely uh, separate. Like, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be completely separate because it's these same characters, but not like revisiting things uh, and tying them into the stories of now. Um, but I don't know. It just it does feel like. Yeah, one or two seasons. And I, I don't know, I'm sure super fans are like, you're crazy. I want the show to go on forever. And like, that's why we're getting negative reviews because they're like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> this should go on for 10 seasons. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch it. They, if they keep putting them out, I'm going to keep watching it. So, yeah. And I, I, I know we always say like, oh, leave a review, send us an email, but do let us know what you think will happen. We won't have much more Cobra Kai stuff to talk about until season four is properly underway. I mean, Netflix or Twitter just posted like a screenshot of like the script for the first episode of season four, which presumably will be titled Let's Begin or what was it? Yeah, it looks like it's titled Let's Begin. Yeah, which is the last line of of this episode. Um, So whatever you think might happen, are we completely crazy? Do you have very specific predictions, uh, theories we should be aware of? Uh, Please send any and all of that uh, in reviews, preferably on Apple Podcasts. Or you can email, if you've already left us a review, you can email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. I also don't mention it enough, but Twitter, at showswhatyouknow, that's you, the letter U. Um, and of course you're aware of the website shows that you know.com. We got loads and loads of different shows. We might, um, might do a feed drop on this, uh, Cobra Kai feed, uh, of one of our other shows just to kind of entice you, uh, in case you're only here for the Cobra Kais and, uh, we, we want to give you a sampling of something else, maybe blank meets blank, uh, maybe real history. Um, you can find all of that at shows that you know.com. Uh, I say this genuinely, Jim, is there anything else you want to get into before we well, wrap up i do want to call it that we're gonna have to watch the hillary slank hillary swank karate kid uh yeah. so hopefully we can get that done soon um i do want to check out and i'm sure we'll do an episode on it the more than miyagi documentary that was recently sure. released um i do want to see real quick what did josh healed here when they were talking about how you know the show's been renewed for at least season four uh, we have an end game in our heads. We've had one for quite some time, and it's not in season four. It's well beyond that. In our minds, we have seasons worth of story that is necessary to tell before we get to that end game. So, I mean, I guess I trust them. It just, I get to, I, I get a little cautious about that. Um, but yeah. I guess we'll see. It, it'll be important to see how season four goes and what that sets up. Um, but I'm just saying, in the context of what I know right now of the story, it feels like we're heading towards the ending. And I think you would agree with that, but you know, they could prove us wrong easily uh, with some of the things they explore in season four. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. None of the things in uh, any of the seasons we've seen so far have made me go, oh, I wish they had less time to tell this story, you know? Yeah. Not that it's, it, it's, uh, it's n- rarely rushed, but Unlike many popular TV shows, it's more on the side of being rushed than it is the side of things being drawn out, you know? There's so many great shows that just fucking drag on uh, and become boring because they just have decided what's going to happen in a certain season and then 
it's like, oh, fuck, what do we do with these middle episodes? Which I never feel that in, in Cobra Kai. I'm always like, I wish there were more episodes in this season. And not just because I like it loads, but because of the pacing of the show. So with that in mind, there might be, yeah, seasons yeah. and seasons ahead. And I, I hope and, there is. And again, because I'm only speaking from knowing where the story's at right now. And it feels like the Johnny Daniel thing was such an important thing to happen that it feels like more of an end game. But I mean, yeah. obviously that can go in many different directions once we see it actually play out. So, and that could set up yeah. way more story once we're there. Um, well, the actual like last episode has, well, maybe I'm being silly, but uh, there there's a long way from where they are now to Johnny and Daniel being best friends, which yeah. is what we want. Like imagine them uh, as actual best friends who are still like, fucking doing the buddy cop thing but they they reach that point and they have their own you know strip mall dojo or hybrid or something i i just can't wait all right well you know what would make them you know what would make them actual best friends is when the end of season four they finally get to fulfill their promise of murder increase and having to (laughs) cover for each other in this murder and then the later seasons will be about the wackiness that ensues when they almost keep getting caught for murder (laughs) Like moving Chris's body from various freezers, <laughs> yeah. cutting it up, maybe pretending it's alive for a bit. Uh, yeah. Then great way right. to bond. That's, that is a great bonding exercise. Um, all right. That's it. I just have one more thing to say, Jim. What's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.